Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty firmament, praise him for his mighty deeds, praise him according to his surpassing greatness, praise him with trumpet sound, praise him with lute and harp, praise him with tambourine and dance, praise him with strings, praise him with clanging cymbals, praise him with loud clashing cymbals, breath, praise the Lord. And so today, with praise, with joy and thanksgiving, we welcome back the sound of organ pipes to services of worship here at Gloria Day. It's a bigger organ, a better organ, a greater organ than we had before, but let us be clear. Let us be oh so clear the bigness it is bigger with and the betterness it is better with, and the greatness it is greater with are not the mere bigness or betterness or greatness of the organ itself. For as I said today, we welcome the sound of organ pipes back to services of worship here at Gloria Day. Which is to say that the biggerness and the betterness and the greaterness of this organ are not seen at all if all it can do is sing to us about the greatness of itself. No, 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 no. For remember what I said, today we welcome the sound of organ pipes back to services of worship at Gloria Day, which is to say that the bigness and the betterness and the greatestness of this beautiful instrument of music are only seen and known when it turns us from itself and turns us from ourselves to draw us beyond ourselves in praise and awe and worship of the bigness and betterness and greatest of allness of God. And the beauty, the all-surpassing beauty of the gospel the good news, the joy, the hope, the peace, the promises that are ours because not of who we are, but because of who our Lord Jesus Christ is and ever will be. The pretty much unanimous choice as the greatest ever Lutheran church musician, Johann Sebastian, said it this way, the final aim and reason of all music is nothing other than the glorification of God. To that end, at the, ev at the end of every single piece of worship music Bach ever wrote, he added the letters S-D-G for the Latin words soli deo gloria, for the glory of God only. It was Bach's conviction, it was Bach's hope, that his music, which of course included much, 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 much organ music, when played, would every single time point toward God, to the glory of God. To that end, every single time he began a new piece, he prayed, Jesus, help me show your glory through the music I write. May it bring you joy, even as it brings joy to your people. 
A week ago, Thursday, after our uh, weekly Bible study, I heard the sound of the organ pipes for the first time in this space since last Christmas season. And I discovered that I wasn't prepared for how that felt. The uh, goosebumps on my neck and arms, the swelling and tears in my eyes reminded me that, of course, there's all, there are all kinds of different music in the world. There are all manner of personal tastes and preferences, and that's fine, but you know what? If you're me, and I'm not dissing anybody else's taste, but if you're me, and I didn't realize this till I heard it a week ago Thursday, if you're me, and I'm a trumpet player for goodness sake, but still I say this, if you're me, there's no music like organ music when it comes to leading my heart to worship the God whose loving presence and all-surpassing transcendence can never, by the likes of mere us, be fully known, but can be, must be, can't not be. Worship fully adored. Kurt Vonnegut, of all people, a vocal religious skeptic in his lifetime, Nevertheless, in his final collection of essays, wrote this. If I should ever die, God forbid. Well, <laughs> if I should ever die, God forbid. Let this be my epitaph. The only proof he needed for the existence of God was music. And for me, for my heart, though I do play trumpet and do a little singing too, the music that does that best of all is organ music. And so it was a week ago Thursday when I heard pipe sounds in this place for the first time in eight months that with goosebumps and tears I never saw coming and wasn't prepared for. I thought, not to myself, this would have been a terrible thought just to have to myself, I thought to God. I thought in prayer as music sounded praise around me and drew out praise from within me, my God, I thought, I have missed this. Some of you here this morning, I know, know a lot about pipe organs. If you're Carol Hansen or Patrick Boudelier, you know, I never actually officially asked you, Patrick, how to say that. Close enough for now, okay, who built our organ. Would you guys raise your hands? People need to know this. These are our on-site folks who did the work here. Well, they know lots about organs. Some of you know hardly anything. I know a little. I learned a lot more um, in conversations with those two these last months. Let's name a few basics, just because, I'm, you know, let's just name some easy things. A pipe organ is called a pipe organ because the sound it makes are literally made as air, wind, literally blows through pipes. And different sounds are made, more bold or more subtle, as air is directed through different pipes, some big, some small. This particular organ, as it is configured, has 2,400 pipes at this point, and every single one of them in some way is unique. That's, some are bigger, some are smaller. That's how you get higher and lower notes. The highest of all, the this isn't even quite, I believe, the very smallest of all. The very smallest pipes in the organ are, are about the size of half a pencil. They sound, they sound like this. 
The biggest pipes of all, oh no, I'm goodness, this isn't even close. The biggest pipes of all in this organ are, in the, in the case of this organ, 12 feet long. They sound like this. But the sound of organ pipes um, doesn't just vary on the basis of size. Some different materials. Some of them are wood. Some of them are metal. And wood and metal produce different sounding sounds. Organ pipes vary further in that wood or metal, different pipes are shaped differently. And different shapes produce different. And pipes vary still in how they produce their sounds. Some, like everyone we've heard so far, uh, functions essentially like a, like a whistle, really, or a flute, if you will. It, air blows through them, that's all, and sound is made. But others have a variation to that. There are, for example, pipes that are called reeds, which, like reeds in an orchestra or band, um, oboes, clarinets, bassoons, and so forth, literally have reeds inside them, metal reeds, not wooden reeds, but those reeds vibrate as air moves to make the sound. Reed pipes sound like this. In addition, because some things can only be said their very best if they are said not by a single voice but by voices together, one thing the organist can do is, is engage multiple what are called stops, you either pull them or push them, and also employ some devices like things couples called couplers, so that she maybe only will push down on one key, but though she's pushing down with only one key, at that moment she can add the, uh, stops and, and, and couplings, and, and, and that one key will play many different pipes at the very same time, and you can hear them being added here. Sounds. I don't, there's, you know, infinite wouldn't be the right word, but a whole bunch wouldn't be enough. <laughs> some of the words are, some of the sounds are, because of course there are some things that can only be said their very best if they're said softly and subtly. I mean, it's like if your child comes home from school and, and she's quiet and you can tell she's, you don't put your hand on her shoulder and say, what's wrong? <laughs> And so too a pipe organ. Some of its sounds are soft and subtle because it's at their very best if they are said softly and subtly. For example, some of the pipe's sounds, on the other hand, are brassy and bold because well, some things can only be said their very best if they're said boldly. For example. And each pipe you just heard, as with every single one of those 2,400 pipes this organ 
now comprises is unique and has its own unique combination of purpose and pitch and sound. And at some point, every single one of those 24 pipes is in that chamber for the purpose of at some point being asked to do what only it can do and to be what it alone can be, SDG. Soli Deo Gloria, not to the glory of itself, but to the glory of God. Reminds me of another quote by that greatest ever Lutheran church musician, J.S. Bach. I play the notes as they are written, but it is God who makes the music. And the conductor of it all, the steward of it all, I told Linda I like to think of her as, is the organist who by pushing or pulling these various stops and by pressing down with both hands and feet, I mean, you know, it's a workout being a pipe organist, various keys or pedals does that all and, and, and directs, by doing that, directs the air, the wind uh, of the organ through, at her choosing, any of the 2,400 pipes that she chooses for a particular piece of music act. And two, because some things can only be said their very best if they are not just played by, by, by dozens of pipes playing the same note, but are, be, but are best if they're by, played by dozens and dozens and dozens of pipes playing all kinds of different notes. Sometimes the organist asks the organ to the glory of God to give us something like this. In both Hebrew and Greek, the Bible's original two languages, the words for wind and the word for air are actually one and the same word, ruach in Hebrew, pneuma in Greek, but those two words in each case also have a third meaning. For those two words in each case that mean air and wind can also be translated breath. As in the theme verse we chose for this day, when we welcome the wind-blown sound of organ pipes back to services of worship at Gloria Day to the glory of God. Psalm 150, verse 6, let everything that has ruach, let everything that has air, let everything that has wind, let everything that has breath, everything that has breath, praise the Lord as in, for example, Which I make by telling you if you didn't know or reminding you if you did 
that in both Hebrew and Greek, those original languages of the faith, ruach and pneuma, the words for wind and air and breath, are also the word, the same word for spirit. As in the empowering and life-giving wind and breath of God's Holy Spirit, as in our other reading for today from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same pneuma, the same air, the same wind, the same breath, the same spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them and everyone to each. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For just as the one body is one and has many members, all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the spirit, the one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. And the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If, if the foot would say, I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, that wouldn't make it less a part of the body. If the ear would say, I'm not an eye, so I'm not a part of the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, how would it hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would it smell? Now you are the body of Christ. And individually, members of it. Do you hear what I hear? Christ's church breathed into being and then breathed to life together and breathed to life in the world by the ruach, the pneuma, the air, the wind, the breath, the spirit of God. Christ's church organ is created to be not when we all, to be what it, it is being what it is created to be, not when we all together sing the very same notes in the very same style and the very same key in the very same time. No, Christ church breathed into being, breathed into life together, breathed into life in the world. Christ church, like a pipe organ, is what it was created to be when each of us, sometimes with others, sometimes all by ourselves, sometimes maybe two others, ours to sing the note God gave us to sing, the nothing like it else anywhere unique note that God created us to sing at worship in the world to the us were given bold notes to sing, for bold in its place and in its time is exactly what is oftentimes needed to get the attention of the world. Others of us were given gentler notes to sing, for gentle in its place and time is oftentimes exactly what is needed for the healing of the world. And others of us, and by others of us, I mean you, you personally, were given your note to sing. Sisters and brothers, let the music, let all music, let your music sound to the glory of God and for God's love and loving purposes for the world. That's the church.